0: To count her in. We are super excited to have Eliana here with us today. Eliana is the co-founder of and CEO of get Mister, and we're so excited to share her entrepreneurial journey and how she got to where she is today. How are you doing today?
1: I am doing great. Thank you guys both for having me.
0: Amazing. We are so excited
2: to have you on. Just chat about your journey and kind of everything in between. But just to get us started as always, please tell us, what do you bring to the table today, both literally and figuratively?
1: Okay, literally, I did bring um, my favorite coffee mug because it's early for me still. Um, And it's from my time in St. Louis, Missouri. So I lived there for two and a half years. I love a good farmer's market. So this is, um, you can buy a mug and it goes towards the vendors at the market. So it's my Tower Grove Farmer's Market mug that I love. You
2: love.
0: Yeah. I love oh. a good farmer's market. Like, nobody really talks about them, but I remember growing up um, when I was in the Netherlands, we would go to farmer's markets really often. I don't think there's that many in Hong Kong. But... They're just called
2: wet markets. Yeah. Let's be honest, Wayland. They're just <laughs> called wet markets. Let's be honest. They're just called wet markets.
0: But the charm just, like, local is like locally different, and vegetables. for sure. The
2: charm is a more rough
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's a little less tame. Very yeah, yeah. Very. a little less COVID precautions <laughs> yeah. uh, I miss I miss a good market I miss miss a good uh like want, like avocados far- yeah just like good I don't produce. know
2: <laughs> I'm just imagining it it's what the girls on YouTube would say when I was in middle school and I was like I want a farmer's market that sounds fun but never <laughs> yeah. could I ever never yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyways um what are you figuratively bringing to the table today <sighs>
1: I'm bringing my experience, I think, in, um, of course, as you bring all of these guests in as a female founder, of course, but really, um, my experience working with family, um, oh, I, I started a com- this company with my mother, um, and also wow. just starting something in an industry. I think everyone talks about this all the time. Like I'm not a skincare junkie by any means yet. I have Your a skincare skin
2: brand. is beautiful. Like, beautiful. I hope everyone's watching the YouTube video right now or like the content that's video. Your skin is flawless. We will be asking an in depth skin tutorial during this. Don't you worry. I'm sure I'll make (laughs) some people cringe a lot based off of my skincare routine.
1: I have a company in that space, in that category. So I bring just like, you know, the chutzpah to do something that's just like in a this is completely new realm um, than what I did right out of college. So like very different category market sphere of knowledge.
2: Amazing. amazing. Waylon, what are you bringing to the table today? literally and figuratively
0: ooh literally i have so like one of my favorite obsessions since coming to college has been like kind bars because they're like kind of like a ooh. nice in between of like so a good snack but also could make like it's a good. breakfast if i was like running late and i just like didn't have time to go to the dining hall this morning so i'm munching on a kind bar and like a squished lint chocolate Wait, oh which my God.
1: kind bar which flavor?
0: ooh i okay. have the ooh, which one do i have right now i have so the good kind breakfast protein dark chocolate cocoa that sounds amazing i'm so hungry it's now
2: okay also side so note okay. they sell kind bars in my school so much and they always like give them out for free so i was like it sounds cool look at the story of kind bar it started by this guy super cool story very ethical like highly 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 recommended um That's yeah amazing. we love kind they were the also first to really have it like clear. yeah the whole
1: clear packaging which i like thought oh. about a lot for our business was this whole yeah. idea of like let's see like don't don't hide what's inside let people see the texture see everything
2: yeah yeah and they do a lot of cool products yeah kind bar is awesome honestly yeah i want to get that connect they're so cool and like (laughs) i just like their products are awesome (laughs) not sponsored by kind bar really wish i was though oh Um. i feel that
0: um (laughs) but figuratively i think i'm bringing a little bit of patience for myself today i have a pretty big midterm tomorrow um, and I try to wake up super early to study for it, but my body was just like not having it. So just being patient with myself and like knowing that I'll get through it and I'll be okay. Um, and yeah, like patience for like other people as well, like making sure that they're showing patience for themselves and being kind to themselves as well. What about you, Allie? What do you bring to to you. I know kind bar too. Yeah.
2: Be kind bar. When you're eating the kind bar, remind you to be kind to <laughs> yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Every nibble, yeah. Um, Figuratively, um, sorry, literally, I am sitting on some team in my NYU Shanghai mug, hashtag not sponsored. Actually, the opposite. I'm literally sponsoring them. Thank you, college tuition. Um, But yeah, figuratively... I hope to bring more sleep because I am someone who is always valued sleep like eight eight and a half hours every night, no matter what, like ten a, ten p.m. in bed six six thirty. But I've been letting that slack as I've been saying yes to more things which we can get into later. The shame of saying no, and today I was at an event this evening. And I just felt tired. And I felt like those people that like, I get annoyed with because they're always tired. And I was like, why are you tired? I'm like, oh, because you're not getting sleep. And I just felt sad. And I felt like I wasn't living my best life. I'm like, you know what? You can go to bed and like live more of your life. So yeah, I got to get back on that grind of sleeping, which is kind of ironic, the grind of sleeping. But yes, that's what I'm bringing uh, to the table. Love and sleep. that, Love yes, it. and very important for skin. So if that can be your first question, like, please tell us why it is, what's good for skin. What is good for skin? What is like the number one tip you can give to someone? The number one tip, as I would say
1: any good dermatologist would tell you,
2: oh my goodness,
1: is to wear sunscreen. That is like above and beyond number one tip. If there is like, as my mother, who's a dermatologist, would say, (gasps) like sunscreen, sunscreen, sunscreen is like anything for future now. Um, there's a couple of other like tips and tricks, but sure, uh yeah.
2: Does SPF matter or is that just a marketing scheme? It
1: does. So the main reason it matters is because most people don't apply enough of it. So Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily this idea that on a daily basis, you should probably be wearing SPF 30. Okay. Because most products that have like SPF 15, you probably only apply like an SPF of three. So when you apply a higher number, you're kind of like counteracting the, a little bit of the fact that you're not applying enough. Um and then after that sleep 1000% is so huge and then after that like there's like basic things i feel like like don't wash your face with soap which i talked to we, a lot of guys like hand, soap. Still, like, like hand soap like hand soap like hand soap i talked to many guys who still like I'm like yeah I use hand soap on my
0: face I'm like no no, okay. no you can't do that Yeah. So I have a huge question to ask you as well. So why is it that so many of my guy friends have literally perfect skin and do absolutely nothing to their face? And then so many of my friends who are girls are like doing like their freaking nine step routine and still breaking out? Like, is there, is there like science behind that? Or is that just like the stages of puberty we're at? Or like, what's up with that?
1: (laughs) So while I, I will caveat everything, I am, I am in the skincare world, but I do not have a doctoral degree. So everyone, uh, take that with salt. <laughs> but what we do know very specifically is depending on your age, like men and women do have different thickness in their skin. So guys' skin tends to be a little bit thicker. And then also hormonally, our skin does change over time where at different points in our time, men are more or less likely to have acne than women. Um, And so it's just a matter of fact that sometimes women can tend to have more acne prone skin, um, even though men's skin tends to be oilier, which is why there's like these very subtle differences. So then also as guys tend to start shaving more, they're more likely to have razor burn or, you know, that's why aftershaves and soothing uh, compounds for their skin. So there's all of these small differences that do impact Everyone's skin—it's all—it's all different,
0: yeah. That's so fascinating and something I haven't really talked or, like thought about a lot because, like, in my head, like, skin is like universal, right? Like, I didn't realize there was so much difference even between like different genders, and then obviously like between ages. Um, switching gears slightly, I would love to hear a little bit more about the beginning of Get Mr. So you mentioned earlier in this podcast that right out of college, you did something completely different from what you're doing right now. How did you make that switch? Where did the journey of entrepreneurship begin for you? It
1: really began more so. So both of my parents, I feel like, are pretty entrepreneurial. I'm very lucky to like have had that in my life. And then also both of my grandparents on both sides also. We're small business owners. My grandmother and grandfather had a bridal and groom shop in like Milledgeville, Georgia. They owned together for 60 years. Um, And then on my dad's side, like also owned a hotel and dental practices. Like they were very, like they did a lot of different things. Um, And so it kind of seemed normal to some extent to just kind of like go and do your own thing and also be doing a lot of other things at the same time. Um, For example, like a hotel owner that's also a orthodontist So like, you don't necessarily put those two things together. Uh, But after school, I remember my senior year of college, I was really trying to decide what I wanted to do. Um, And at first I thought I should go into consulting because for people who don't know what they want to do, that seems like a good opportunity. But I also heard of Venture for America, which was this two-year fellowship. You work in a startup or venture capital fund. And if you want to start a company in the future, they help provide you with a lot of mentorship and resources and guidance. And I was like, I think that's what I want to do instead. So I feel like those two and a half years while I was working in something else, I also had in the back of my head, like I know I want to probably start a company in the future. I can use this time to start tinkering and thinking through different ideas. And it actually really evolved over a year and a half of working with my mother, part-time, nights, weekends, helping her start something that I realized, wait, this is actually something I'm really excited about that we can actually do together. And it didn't happen just overnight, where I just decided like, oh, going to go pivot
2: into this new industry.
0: That's amazing. Um, And the fact that you were able to juggle all of those different aspects in your life as well is truly incredible. And I think says a lot about your entrepreneurial journey as well. Before we dive a little bit deeper into this journey, um, for our guests and audience who don't know what Get Mister is, could you give us like a brief like pitch, an elevator pitch of what it is and what's it all about?
1: Yes. So Get Mister provides dermatology grade all-in-one skincare for men at a consumer price point. Ooh. So we really focus on helping more men embed sunscreen into their day-in, day-out routine by providing three-in-one, all-in-one products, such as our Hero product, The Daily, which is a three-in-one moisturizer aftershave with sunscreen inside.
2: Sunscreen. That's amazing. And frankly speaking, though, I I think a question that's on my mind, and I'm sure some of our listeners are wondering too. So you said you founded this with your mother. So it's two female-owned business. Why is... Why is a mother and a daughter together coming to form a business for males, for a male consumer? Explain to me that thought process. I'm so curious. We haven't had a guest on with that story yet. So I'm so curious to hear as to like the thought process behind that.
1: So there's two main elements that went back into this. When we were first starting, uh, my mother being a dermatologist, she's also been a skin cancer surgeon for the last 15 years. And What she was saying, which actually was indicative of a much larger issue, is that men are three times more likely to get skin cancer. Uh, We've experienced it firsthand. My father's been treated, we've had a family history, but also she was treating more and more. And yet when we looked, when we were first starting, we were like, why are there so few products that are actually trying to help more guys start to wear sunscreen? Like there's so many makeup products that have SPF inside that are always being marketed towards me, but my brothers who use a face lotion, half of their products that were marketed towards them didn't have any sunscreen. And so it kind of started with this aha moment of like, what if we could make a product with SPF that would ultimately the end goal of reducing skin cancer, but would be marketed in a way that wasn't so like machismo in your face, this is how you're gonna be a guy. It's more so like, hey, here's a product that's really good for you that you can use every single day that um, you can feel good about using. And then, of course, my background in marketing and startups and my mother's background in dermatology, it just, it fit really well together for us to do it.
2: That's so, so, so cool. And I think it's also amazing how you're able to rise to the challenge and be able to form a business with your mother, especially while you're in college. I don't know about you, but like I feel like many teenage girls are kind of in a difficult pace with their moms and like teenage years and going to college, you're kind of trying to repair that, but also you're sort of on my own person, So if you're able to go to, and again, like have that sort of thing is really cool to see, um, to like form a business with your mom, especially at such a young age. Uh, I think it's fantastic. So like, in terms of like dynamics, like how was that? Yeah.
1: So we, it's interesting. I think I mentioned at the beginning. Um, so I went to school 10 minutes away from where I grew up Which my freshman year, I was like, I'm never going home. I'm in a different city. I don't know you guys. And then of course, I'd walk through campus, and they'd like drive past me as I. Oh my god. (laughs) uh, But my, you know, like every teenager, I was a brat. I was, you know, and we had this like tiff. um, But then when I got to school, actually, we got a lot closer, and we started doing yoga together. So. That's kind of been our thing for years. has been we'll do yoga on Thanksgiving morning or we'll we travel together abroad and we would find classes and do things. And I think interestingly, like finding something else, even before we started this business that we enjoyed and we could spend time and talk about and do together. now even when we're having like of course, there's hard days, moments. Um, <laughs> you can't help that. But we'll sometimes start off with like, okay, let's do a meditation or let's do something else that we know will be like calming level setting before we go into a meeting or discussion together. Um, But it's hard. I think you have to acknowledge that the end goal is bigger and exciting to be able to move past moments that aren't easy.
0: I think that's such a great piece of advice as well. I think that oftentimes You get like two extreme ends of a spectrum when you like talk about working with family members, either it's like all rainbows and sunshine all the time, or it's like something really bad happens and like everything ends in an instant. And it's nice to see kind of like the reality is not either of those, but instead it's somewhere in the middle where like, of course there's going to be arguments, but also it's like you guys are both passionate about this goal and are both giving something to the business. And it's really awesome to see, I think. Um shifting gears slightly what was it like kind of formulating your first product so coming from a place where you didn't know a lot about the skincare world and you you weren't a skincare junkie um how was it like kind of creating in that space
1: so our first product which is this hero product the daily it um happened over the course of probably I think I'm saying a year and a half two years of First, we got a ton of advice. Um, so I think even if I were to go back in time, I would try to get even more conversations with people who had started cosmetic companies to understand you know, what processes did they go through? Because a lot of people I've learned who are in this industry haven't necessarily you know, done it before. Um, and so some have, but what we were initially told is like, try every product that's out there on the market. Um, order it not just to see, of course, how the product feels, but also what their brand experience is like, what they ask you before they give you the product. Um, what does the packaging look like like everything. So we did that with my roommates at the time are probably like, why is there that so many boxes of different products and creams coming in? Um, and then the next step was really to say, okay, my mother has all this expertise. She reads medical journals when we go on vacation. Like she just that's just what she loves. Um, and so her thing was, I know I want it to be all mineral. There's not a lot of great mineral sunscreen products. There's kind of a technical difference, but I, and then I also wanted to have the like niacinamide antioxidants. So she worked, we partnered with a manufacturer that we were asking our network for introductions to different manufacturers. Um, and she really went to them saying like, here's all of these ingredients. I want to find a way that we can make this into a formula. that's not going to be like goop. Uh, so we got different samples and we tested those samples. We made a simple Google form. Like it's a lot of things you're like, what seems logical next? Like what, what's exactly. This? You're like, no one's taught me how to do this.
2: No, oh, uh, it's true. Yeah. yeah. There's a good frozen song about that. It's in frozen too. If anyone wants to check it out, it's called the next right thing. And it's about just doing the next right thing. <laughs> Essentially. Yes. Yeah. And then doing gut checks along the way with people. And For saying, sure
1: you know, our, our quality scores were, is this greasy? Does it show up white in your beard? Like getting very qualitative feedback too, of just really asking people, would you use it? Like very directly, would you use this every day? And the goal was to get an answer that was yes.
2: I have to say though, like I, I'm looking back at the question I asked you a couple of minutes ago that was like, oh, that's so like interesting, like two females founding a business, like for the male market. Pretty much like every female consumer business is found by like males. Like, I know that's the other piece of it bras to like skincare to cosmetics. Like, what the hell? Like, literally everything. And, what are your thoughts? Yeah, (laughs) yes, 100%.
1: That's usually my my thought there. Yeah, like, wait a second.
2: (laughs) Women have
1: like 85, 90% of the per, it's women have so much of the purchasing power. Which is yeah. also, I think, huge for our business. Like a lot of women buy our product, and for uh, them to use, either they're using it or they're gifting it, and it's mm. on either end. And so it's a sister giving it to their dad or to their brother or the daughter to father or husband wife, like whatever husband husband. Like a lot of um, decisions in the market are made by women, and so you know. We, we think about that too, um, when we're making our product.
0: That's so interesting that you're thinking of not only like males directly buying the product, but also trying to market for women who are buying for like their significant other or like important men in their life as well. Like that's such an interesting marketing strategy that we could definitely get into. Um, I would love to hear a little bit more about, so you have like one product right now, the daily, is that daily like customizable based on like, the oil, like like oily skin, like dry skin, like what was kind of the thought process there as well?
1: Yeah, so we do, we just launched our second product. Oh. It's an all mineral lip balm with SPF 30 as well for people who are one, just it's a great lip balm. But then also if you're skiing or if you're going outdoor, like your lips can also burn. If you've had that happen, you know, it's not fun. Um, and so that's been something we're really, cause we're really thinking about this as like skin health management and all of the tools that you need to, to stay healthy, um, over the long run. Your question is amazing. So one of the other analogies, I love analogies, but, um, I think of it like peanut butter and that at the end of the day, we're trying to make the best peanut butter, um, not smooth. necessarily which is smooth, which is delicious, we're not necessarily taking into account whether you have a nut allergy. If you have a nut allergy, our product's probably not going to be right for you. If you don't like peanut butter, it's probably not going to be right for you. But instead of spending a lot of our money into the customization, we think at the end of the day, if we can make the most cost-effective, delicious peanut butter, you will love it. And that's kind of where we're going back to with our mentality around all of our products, because we think that very similarly, at the end of the day, it's about making it not have a white cast, about not showing up oily on the skin, like all those different factors.
2: Um, so tell me though, throughout this journey though, like I don't know if you were ever taught to create a product for yourself or like imagine consumer. What sort of consumer research did you do to start this sort of product? Like were you asking your friends around? Where you like, even like chatting to your own dad, your brothers, your friends, like where do you start with a product where you feel like you don't, you're not the, you're not the person that's trying to sell. Like for example, Whale and I, with the entrepreneurs network, we're like, we are our target audience. So like whenever we're in doubt, we're like, oh, like what would we want? But with this, it's not like, "Hmm, like what would Eliana's beard feel like today? Like that's not, that's not, you can't really rely on yourself. So how do you kind of go with that? Yeah.
1: So there's efforts we did pre-launch. And then of course, now that we have thousands of customers, there's definitely a different strategy that we have now when we think about our product development but the good news is my mother having been a dermatologist for 30 years and talking with her patients every single day and hearing what they hate about what what she, she'd say of course like you need to wear sunscreen or you need to use face lotion they'd be like no no i hate that it's this 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 um but when we were getting started one of the things venture for america offered was this validation challenge And essentially, you have to validate something, a proof point about your business. Um, So you're not just doing this incremental new company, like you're really solving for something. And so I said, okay, what if we do a market research asking both men and women a whole, whole host of questions? So we have about 700 men, 200 women. um, And we did a survey that asked everything from what skincare products do you currently use? What do you um, how often are you using them? How often are you outdoors? What activities do you like? And we actually just had that research published in a medical journal. And then we had another research paper also recently published on that
0: queen. queen I'm very ship. excited.
1: Queenship, um, queenship, yeah. But that essentially informed everything we did at the beginning. And the number one insight we had was men were using skincare products. They were using face lotions, aftershave, moisturizer. They just weren't using sunscreen. And so that's where we really came up with the idea of doing this three-in-one versus a multi-step routine to make the habit formation process as easy as possible. And then I stood outside of Whole Foods with my mask on for like a month and a half, trying to casually socially distance interview anyone who would talk to me, any guys who would speak to me, ask them about our concept, um, getting feedback on samples. So just a really big balance between talking to people and looking at data.
0: That's incredible. And the fact that you like put in the hours and the work in front of the Whole Foods to get that customer research definitely shows your dedication um, to your product and building the best one out there for sure. Um, We kind of like, indirectly touched on this, but I think a common theme throughout your journey is definitely your curiosity for projects and things that excite you. How do you feel like curiosity has kind of like led you or like, do you feel like it's been like a driving force in your entrepreneurial journey?
1: So my senior year of college, I was in a course um, on entrepreneurship. I, did, I studied business and public policy, nothing, I didn't dive deep, but I, I did take one entrepreneurship course. And one of the last activities they asked was to really define what your values are, which at the time I was like, how on earth are we supposed to do this? But they gave us like 40, 50 values and you slowly had to like pick down and weed down. Um, And the three that I was left with were community, transparency, and curiosity. Um, And I, throughout, I feel like those have, that exercise has been so meaningful to me because I now define almost anything I do based off of how will it go back to those three things.
2: I love that. I that. In my
1: life. And curiosity is something that I, I've heard once don't follow your passion, follow your curiosity I because it. I think there's so much pressure to have a passion or like, and I said, oh oh, I love these these different things. That's yeah, why I'm yeah. probably not blown up on TikTok because I can't find my niche. <laughs> um, but instead, feel, yeah,
0: yeah, it's
1: like, if i If I didn't take the risk to you know leave my last job, I wouldn't have gotten to pitch to Katie Kirk media or to for like there's you never know what that next thing looks like, so I feel like it's always uh, everyone has three different values like they they're all going to be the same yeah um, but that that's how I kind of think about life and the business.
2: Yeah, no, I love the idea that you brought up curiosity. It's actually one of our guiding uh, values for the entrepreneurs network as well. Like that's like, you can look at our websites, like about curiosity. Like we love grounded in curiosity and gratitude. I think it's so wonderful to like look and always be excited about new things and just being a little curious, trying out different things, but also being grateful for what you have in the moment. So yeah, I completely, completely resonate with you about the curiosity element. Do you think you've always been like this? Like even um if you look back into like when you were younger, do you feel like you always had that sort of that entrepreneurial spirit from like your grandparents and your parents? Or um do you think this is kind of something you grew into like while you were into college while you started to take that entrepreneurial class?
1: To say we should have my mother on the podcast. She can, oh give my you God, the can we actually that'd be so cute. <laughs> she's, she's just she's still a full time skin cancer surgeon like in yeah. North Carolina. And it works 20 hours a week on this, too.
2: Um, oh, my goodness. So, <laughs>
1: Queen! Like, maybe that's probably maybe me at 60. But she, yeah. Uh, I definitely think that, I would say well, very quirky. Um, as a young youngin. Quirky? Um, quirky is how I would describe No, I literally,
2: yeah, I feel, I feel. There's, like, that emoji.
1: I think I was always told I asked a lot of questions. And I, for a while, I got really, I think into high school, I was always really, and we're talking about like women, and I, 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 was, I basically stopped asking questions for a while because I felt like it was too much and that I, later as I got into college, I actually talked to my dad about this and he's very similar in some ways. And he said, you know, there's two ways to live your life and I choose to embrace those parts of myself. And that lets me be my most full self in everything I do. And it was really a changing point, I think, where I saw it as an advantage finally to be curious. Now I, I love that about myself, I, it allows me to be interested in aerospace, which is what I did for two years, and,
2: no, that's so
1: cool. and things like that. And also have interests that are outside of those areas.
2: Yeah. Um, Astronauts need skincare too. It's important. It gets dry the, up there. The index
1: is really high in space. Yeah. yeah.
2: There's <laughs> a big, yeah, there's, big,
0: there's a big there's a big consumer market there. They yeah, have
2: all the
0: aliens <laughs> that are not getting yeah. the skincare Does yeah. that out of curiosity, do wait, you know look. if NASA does this? Like do, cause I know NASA like I did research this. Like, I guess.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to stop. Wait, <laughs> I need to know, wait, 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 wait. Tell me, tell me, tell me.
1: So essentially when you go into space, um, okay. because I was yeah, I was with Boeing, so I looked at a lot of like our satellites and things. So There's two things. One, when you're driving in a car, most cars, I don't know if you know this, but like they don't, the windows don't have UV coverage on the side. So basically you should still wear sunscreen, like even if you're just driving to work, things like that, because taxi drivers and pilots actually have a higher incidence rates of skin cancer. Um, And so I was very fascinated to know if, you know, well, you're in a spaceship, like what is, what is that and they actually do tint the windows of the spacecraft more heavily than they do um, tint, meaning they provide more UV protection. Um, but there wow. was some sort of marketing campaign at one point very long ago around sunscreen I love, space. No, so, that's
2: awesome. Yes. That's so cool. That's like, you know how people would buy like astronaut food? Not because like anyone would want like a freeze-dried cookie more than like a freshly baked cookie, but just because it was like, the oh, astronauts are you doing it. Maybe you could do that with I don't know. With, with like, that would be
0: so cool if, like, get mr I was like the that. first skincare product to like go yeah. to the moon or something like that. Yeah, like mr. astronaut. Or Jeff like
2: Bezos
1: needs clear skin. Exactly. Yeah. Skin.
0: That would it's be like, so get so cool. Moodster.
2: Jeff, if Moodster. you're out there, I will ship you a bottle of the daily. Jeff just and Elon. On. Oh Elon. my God! Imagine, imagine, uh, just manifest right all, it right now. Manifest it right now. Manifesting it. I know yeah. that would oh be so goodness. cute like
0: if your PR package was like a little like a rocket ship and you like put your product in there thing. and then you send it to Jeff Bezos like I would take it to the I would take it to space oh, oh that's so cool no he also like that. he's
2: bald so probably he can like do like balds like do you have to do wait question if you're bald should you be doing sunscreen and skincare on your bald head yes yeah,
1: so <laughs> you should wear yeah. hats that's where we go back I'm now like such the the god but it's like if you yeah there's like it's really bad if you're if you get burnt on your um head yeah for a couple of
2: appearances hate when that happens
1: and also like guys a lot of questions you ask is like oh I have a beard should I be wearing sunscreen with my beard like there's just interesting questions that you don't necessarily always think of um when you're doing a woman's line.
0: The question I have is, how did COVID kind of affect your business? This is like a very Ooh, classic question we've been exploring classic. on the podcast, but really like, how did it affect the skincare industry as a whole? Because we haven't had a lot of guests who work in the space. Yeah. Zoom 101.
2: So
1: we launched last November as our soft launch, and that was I would say like it was in the middle of
0: yeah, the, the pandemic mm-hmm.
1: and I I quit my job during the middle of the pandemic. Like all of these things were very, very pressing. The number one thing I think that's impacting all consumer businesses and skincare as well is supply chain. Like supply chain is so hard right now. Yeah. Um, And while there's been this huge I think, growth in both telemedicine, which is the place that we're looking at, and also in direct to consumer, consumer businesses, like there, I think there's been a huge rock skyrocket of people who are looking at wellness. Like one, it's not, um, I'm buying these skincare products to look good. It's like one, I know if I use this product, there's a prevention effort in place. Like what can I do today? That helps me tomorrow, which is a huge thing I think about with our business, but also like what can I do today that just makes me feel good today? The world is freaking nuts right now. How can I just have these like small wins in my day-to-day that bring, whether it's going on a walk, making my bed, putting on my SPF lotion, like it's a small win and you get that back. And I love those when you can provide them. So like small.
2: Good oh things. my God. Waylon, that reminds me of you so, so, so much. Tell her the thing. Tell her the thing. I, You know, I'm thinking about. <laughs>
0: No, I'm scared I'm going to get this wrong.
2: The small wing. No, you know, <laughs> yes. the small thing. The small thing you do that makes you so
0: happy. Oh my goodness. Come on, the little this small thing. This has been thing. on literally every single one of our podcasts. We have <laughs>
2: to. See, you know what I'm thinking about. I, wait, is
0: it the streets? Yes, it's the street, of course. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. So basically in high school, I started this project called Thankful Thursdays and not to get into it a little bit too much, but essentially it was like to promote gratitude in different schools and businesses around Southeast Asia. And I would set challenges for myself to find things that I'm grateful for that are not like your conventional, like I'm grateful for my family, which is, all the more important, but definitely finding the small things that I was grateful for in a day. And one of them that stuck with me till now is like, I'm super like every time you cross uh, like a sidewalk, like there's always that one time where like everything just lines up perfectly. Like you're approaching the sidewalk, and like as soon as you yeah. step foot on it, it turns green. And so like, I think since then I like, every time it happens, like I smile, like it's such like an automatic thing that happens and like, I'll be walking with my friends. I'm like, today is such a great day because like the, like the world's working for us today, right? Like the stoplight has like stopped for us or like the cars have stopped and like, I'm able to cross and get there in time. Like, it's just like a small and like such a special thing. And Allie and I always joke, like we like try to find like the small things that, that make us happy every day.
2: I'm imagining have you guys seen that movie Enchanted where like it starts off cartoon and then goes real life imagine like Waylon with that like (laughs) happy working song you know that thing where she's like dancing all the things yeah that's
0: what I'm imagining right now every single time honestly
2: that's how it is that's really, really how it is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so tell me, you said you're in New York right now. So is um, is GetMister based in New York? How was that relocation after being in North Carolina your whole life, pretty much? But you, you mentioned you were kind of a little bit in Israel, a little bit in the Netherlands. What made you decide to relocate to New York now?
1: So when I graduated school and I did Venture for America, I moved to St. Louis, Missouri, and that's actually where we launched with GetMister. So I did oh, a tell
2: yeah, tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, I did a startup boot camp while I was still at my other job in the nights, um, which was oh
2: my goodness! I was
1: one really trying to like learn about startup ecosystem in St. Louis. I wanted to meet other founders in that area, and it's this really cool city for founders where they a lot of the city is really focused on helping founders in the city succeed. And so we got featured in the St. Louis NPR. Um, I did an interview there. It was really cool, and I like. I'm so grateful for how much support I got from like everyone that was in the city. Um, but my lease was ending, in uh, December of last year, we got accepted into a, a accelerator that was New York City based, and so it's called Entrepreneurs Roundtable Accelerator. And I was it was going to be remote, but I went home for four months in January of this year. I worked at my house, my mother and I would of work on the weekends. Oh we have goodness. one too many videos of like us making TikToks together or whatever no! it was on the weekends. I, love it. I like packaged, I was still packaging all of our products. So our inventory was all upstairs in my home. Like I would I we had an intern from UNC helping us package all of the product and ship it out to USPS. Um, and then I realized at the end of the accelerator, I knew I wasn't, I didn't want to live at home for forever. Well, that's fine as an option. I was ready for the next thing. And, you know, I'd met so many other founders through this accelerator who are also going to be in New York City. It was a great place for us in the healthcare space. And just, it, it felt like the right next move. But I also think that for a lot of people who are like, where do I move after school or wherever else it might be? I think it's just like, again, I went back to the community, the curiosity, transparent, like all of those things. And I felt like I could see a new community emerging in New York. And I was just generally like, who this will be an interesting new chapter for me.
0: I love that so much. And I think Allie and I both like, we harp on it on the podcast so much. But like the fact that you have a global perspective and that you've like been able to explore outside the neighborhood that you've grown up in is definitely something that's. I think like builds a very like global perspective and global identity and we always talk about how like it doesn't have to be like you've traveled to a bunch of places but exploring different parts of your identity and exploring like how you're more than just like a small town in Missouri or you're more than just a small town in Singapore but you're really like a complex being is something that I really hope that young entrepreneurs can take away from this podcast for sure. Definitely
1: Um, like and there's so many entrepreneurs like I think you'll be surprised about if you, someone asked me recently, a friend in New York, they're like, I want to be more in the founder scene. Like, I feel like you starting to meet people. And what I've actually learned is um, from my time in St. Louis that I've applied here is like picking an area to start with. Like I started with, I want to meet more CPG founders in New York, female founders, and just more yes. events emerge where there's female founders, like starting there. And then it's just being, while there's value in the know, at some points also saying like, yeah, I'm going to show up to this thing where I might not know. I, I do this all the time. <laughs> like, I'm not going yeah. to know anyone. Maybe I'll know one person. And just talking and listening to what other people are working on.
2: No, exactly. I think that's such a good point as well. And like, sometimes you move to a new city, You're like, I just, I, I don't even know who I want to be. Like, I don't even know where to begin, but everything's cool. But just saying, okay, like female founders, consumer goods, products, like I can do this. Like I think that's so such, like such good advice for young entrepreneurs are coming out of college We're moving to a city and wanted to begin to network. Like that's such a good piece of advice. Do you have any other pieces of advice as we begin to wrap up that you would leave to um, female founders, or just entrepreneurs in general who are coming out of college and are trying to start in a new city, build up their life and their network and their business? What other piece of advice could you give off?
1: Two pieces. I think one is just like my friend said this all the time, like give yourself grace to to be uncertain to be upset to be happy like I think a lot of people think of um starting a company we always joke around like the roller coaster like your your ups and your highs and your lows but, like it's really a day can be a roller coaster and it's the emotional volatility I think of starting a company can be a lot and I'm taking I'm working on this own advice for myself really to just like find a pause, whether that's like going to my yoga mat for 10 minutes after a hard meeting, or um, like giving, going to bed a little bit earlier so that I can start up with a fresh brain. Um That's one of those things. And also, yeah, just like giving that patience and time. Um, and the second piece would be like surrounding yourself with people that are different um, from you and your life experiences, what you guys were kind of just alluding. That was, I lived in St. Louis with people who had all different college experiences, all different life experiences. Um, and I think that that now coming to a city with that perspective has made me so much more comfortable trying to find those new pockets that while I'm meeting these female founders, I'm so excited to meet people who are actors and writers and architects and are doing all of these really cool things that make me, I feel, to be a much more like well-rounded person overall.
0: I love that amazing and to wrap up the podcast for today what is something that you're going to leave on the table so five to ten years from now a young female entrepreneur sits at the table what do you want to leave for her where's sunscreen
2: (laughs) um
1: I think I'd leave with the concept of like we can't control how the world is. We can only control how we are. And that means so like, make yourself proud, like, make your day, de- make yourself proud, make your day proud, like, whatever it looks like. Um, because it's like, it's in our in our hands. Um, and it's in our hands to, like help other female founders too. Like, help us like, let's help each other out, um, along these journeys. So I think what you guys are doing is amazing. Uh, For now and for future founders
2: thank you so much it means so much to us and like your story and just how you got to where you are and honestly i would say like compared to so many guests we've had like you just feel so real and like someone like people really can connect to like it's not like this is something you're like a real person in like such a wonderful way like you're so empathetic you're so understanding you show the journey um you're well educated, and you're ambitious, and you're curious, and I think many of our listeners are really going to look up to, you and I definitely have a lot to learn um, from you, but at the same time, can also relate to you and feel a connection to you. So I feel like this was really, really cool to have a conversation very candidly about this.
1: I'm very appreciative for you guys having me. So um I say I'm still I'm a millennial. I get to border the line <laughs> so so close. Oh my gosh! No, wait. <laughs> I no,
0: love no, that. You're good, you're good. Oh my goodness. <laughs> And for our audience who want to continue to support you and get Mister, how can they go about doing that?
1: I would love anyone who's interested. Um, we try to keep our social media fun and interesting fun and, and cute and, also and quirky, cool, quirky, but mostly like educational, like real value. So if you're curious around like skin health tips, like what actually is happening, um, you can follow us at Get. MR on social media also we are always looking for people who are ambitious curious honest if you can't tell what our hiring process probably looks for um it's it's those qualities so if you're you know interested in getting whether you already have experience you're looking to get experience in content writing um marketing supply chain like we're always looking to meet uh exciting people and new friends as I like to call them
2: amazing i'm looking through your post love the shana Tava post thoughts on honey on your face
1: oh my this is one of the things we've built up my mother's brand as a part okay. of our business and so oh she's been God. interviewed a lot on tiktok trends recently oh, oh which my is goodness. so funny that's um so good. i would say they're i would go for like the cucumbers on your face as adding
2: more benefit
1: than got it
2: got face. it avocado C- yes or no that's sticky um avocado is great. great avocado is great avocado is great great for anything i dare you to find one person that really can say one thing bad about avocado now except the price of them yeah have you tried
1: avocado ice cream oh my god
2: yes there's a place here called avocado masters avocado gelato i am on it i am on it yes yes we need to get on that
0: oh my goodness yeah honestly (laughs) game
2: changer game changer (laughs) um well yeah thank you so much for coming on love 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 having you and i hope everyone can get mister if anyone's looking for a gift for someone they love someone they like someone they think could improve their health and skincare get mister link will be below thank you so much for coming on eliana i really love chatting with you thank you both. that wraps it up for today's podcast thank you so much for tuning in we hope you learned a lot about eliana and how to follow your curiosity on your entrepreneurial journey
0: thank you to stephanie and treya as our podcast producers too Check out our past episodes and look out for our upcoming
2: episodes featuring inspiring female entrepreneurs on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening
0: to this podcast now. To stay updated and involved, join the Entrepreneurs Network community on our Instagram and LinkedIn and get in touch with us to share your very own entrepreneurial journey.